I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Stub, ni- nice intro song there, and uh, you played, what was the, what's the name of that song there? See that, You Again. See You Again, because Matthew Paris has left the building. Matthew Paris, the bulldog, is making his final appearance here on AWOD Radio because he's got a new job. He's leaving the Washington Times. What's going on, Bulldog? How are you today, Matt? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for the lovely song there at the beginning. Yeah, well, we, we've got yeah. more. We've got more because we, we want to thank you so much for all of your hard work and effort. So uh, first, though, explain to the audience. So you're leaving the Washington Times, and I've seen you've already updated your bio on Twitter, at Matthew underscore Paris. Explain to the members of the AWOD Army your new job. Yeah, so I'm moving down to New Orleans. I'll be covering the Saints for the Times for Cune and the Advocate down there and uh, just uh, switching markets, still covering the NFL, but just a different team. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. How many times have you been to New Orleans before you took this job? Uh, I've been twice before I took it. Okay. And both times were to cover Washington. <laughs> and, and you were, like, loving the city? Or, or what was going through your mind every time you visited? I mean, it was a nice city. It was, you know, I, I liked it enough to, you know, apply to a job there. Uh, <laughs> it was more so the, you know, the, the market and, and trying to uh, take, I guess, the next step in my career. Well, we've enjoyed your coverage for a long time uh, with the Washington Commanders, and we love how you were previously here for a brief time in Richmond with RTD and uh you know, my new coworker Michael Phillips always enjoys you hopping on his program. So this is a thank you for all of us here, Matthew Paris, at 910 The Fan, Odyssey Richmond, and members of the AWOD Army. I appreciate it. Matthew Paris, for serving in the AWOD Army, we salute you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You too. Matt, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, if he's retiring, then best of luck to him. Thank you. Uh, it, it's just uh, some interesting stuff here going on. Yep, appreciate it. I don't know. I kind of have um, some questions there, but I don't think he's a bad player. If he had to play, I, I think that would be a, a smart signing for them. Great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining the show. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That audio production from Stubb, the best of Matthew Paris. Thank you, Matt. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. I almost hung up during that because I was confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, wow, that was short. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Matt. All right, so uh, let's get your take on yep. this week in Ashburn. You know, I mean, a terrible performance uh, against the Bears. Ron Rivera decides to hang up a, a do-your-job sign. I mean, what, what's kind of your takeaway with the commander's terrible loss on Thursday to the Bears and how the the coaching staff has kind of treated things with the media this week? Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they respond. Uh, I think things have gotten kind of increasingly tense, as you would expect with a three-game losing streak. I don't necessarily think that's reflected in the players, but I, I think the coaches are feeling it a little bit. 
you know, people kind of mocked that do your job sign said it was like, uh, you know, stealing from the Patriots, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I do think reminders like that maybe can help in, in the long run. I think that's kind of what they've pinpointed down is do your job. Uh, I think when they reviewed the first five games, they saw a lot of players out of position or trying too hard. So, you know, they're emphasizing the simple things. I'll be interested to see what uh, on-the-field adjustments they make because, you know, slogans aren't just going to do that. But, um, yeah, I I do think there's a lot of pressure to win this game. I wouldn't call it a must-win game, but, you know, they would obviously like to uh, end this losing streak. Matt, you know, it's interesting because you have – Sam Howell against Desmond Ritter. And, and as bad as this defense has been for the Commanders, I think you can argue almost every NFL game does come down to the battle of the quarterbacks. How would you kind of compare Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell, the two quarterbacks facing off against each other, and their development? Yeah, I think they're on kind of similar paths. Uh, this is actually what I wrote about uh, the other day as my last article, so thank you for the easy plug there. Uh, but just if you look at that 22 draft class, you know, Hal and Ritter both took kind of all of last year to develop. They sat most of the year. Ritter played the last four games. Hal played the last game. And really, in their second season, they're they're starting to kind of see that development pay off. I think Ritter's been a lot more uneven. He's been pretty shaky, but he's coming off the best performance of his career. Last week against Houston, he threw for 329, uh, kind of carried them with his passing attack. And you think of Atlanta, and they're much more of a run game. Uh, normally. And then how I've been really pleased with the accuracy. I, I think he's shown some really great intangibles in terms of his poise, but there still are concerns with namely how many uh, sacks he takes. And the Falcons, you're actually going to see them twice uh, this season covering the, uh, the Saints in November. And then again, the last game of the season in January. But what has been your take of the Falcons so far this season? Kyle Pitts finally had a good game. B. John Robinson certainly looks like a first round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing there is just how creative their offense is. You know, Arthur Smith does a really nice job uh, scheming up creative runs to have a back like B. John Robinson as much as the pick was maybe questioned or, you know, they had a really productive back last year in uh, Tyler Azier. But I do think Brian, uh, Brian, B. John Robinson makes a lot of sense for what they do. And then you got to really hand it to their defense. It's really improved as well, bringing in guys like, uh, Calais Campbell and um, uh, Jesse Bates from the Bengals. You know, they, they've made a lot of uh, changes on that side of the ball, and I think it's working. So, you know, usually, like I was saying, a quarterback matchup is the most important thing for a game. I, I think over the last few weeks, it's, you could say, hey, how did the Commanders lose this game? You'd point to the secondary. A lot of times you also say, oh, it comes down to who wins the battle of the line of scrimmage. What part? Of, what element of the game is going to be the difference between the Falcons and the Commanders? I mean, I do think you have to look at the uh, defensive line for Washington as I don't think they've necessarily played bad. I don't even really think this three-game losing streak has really been on them at all. But with Atlanta liking to uh, running the ball the way that they can, I, I really do think that defense has to be kind of intimidating and imposing their presence uh, on the on Atlanta's offensive line in a way that they maybe haven't done uh, the past three weeks. I think that can really shut down Atlanta's run game, which they really like to do. 
Yeah, and there's been some talk about should the Commanders move the way they line their defenders up on the D-line. We see Micah Parsons sometimes for the Cowboys go right on top of the center and see the way an offensive line reacts to that. Has there been any movement at practice this week with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jerron Payne, and Jonathan Allen? No, uh, for during the regular season, you know, they, they only really allow 15 minutes of individual drills that the media gets to see. And then once they start team drills where they would do stuff like that, if they are doing stuff like that, you know, they kick us out. So haven't seen anything necessarily in practice. Uh, I would just say that, you know, I don't think the lineups, the way these guys are lining up is the problem. It's just, you know, that they need to play better. Matt, I appreciate your work covering the commanders. Last question I want to ask you here. It goes back to ownership and with Josh Harris. And I totally agree with the Josina Anderson's report that Harris had to look at that Thursday night game and say, that's got to be bad for ticket sales. Do you expect another sellout when they return home against the Eagles? Well, the commanders have already announced that, so yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't see that. that. Was the, yeah, they announced it yesterday. Okay. So uh, thank you for ending on an easy one. No, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Eagle, I mean, the, my question is, and I think we already probably have the answer, is how much of that is divided between Washington's fans and Philadelphia's fans. And we've seen – Philly fans invade FedEx field time after time. And, and I would expect probably a similar outcome here, um, especially with this losing streak and people kind of losing morale. That's Matthew Paris, the bulldog. Follow him on social media, Matthew underscore Paris and soon to be beat reporter for the new Orleans saints. What's the first, uh, first game you're going to cover for new Orleans. <laughs> Get this. It's the bears. Oh, <laughs> November 5th. So you end with the Bears, then you begin with the Bears. Matt, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And I appreciate all the support and everyone listening to the show and Get in touch with us on social media at AWOD Radio at 910thefan or those that have downloaded the podcast by searching AWOD Radio on Spotify and iTunes. And I've heard from a lot of listeners that they enjoy when I go in on the commanders. They love me talking to the NFL, but they also like the stories about just AWOD's day-to-day life and how they can kind of live vicariously through a 30-year-old trying to thrive here in the good old RVA. And, yes, I'm still single, Stubb. I I saw you looking at me with a side eye. No, there's no (laughs) dating update here. Um, But I was talking all year about how I picked up pickleball. Now, remember, I I am a tennis purist. My dad was a high school tennis coach. I played high school, and then I played club at VCU. And my initial thought of pickleball was – It's the lamest sport ever. It's for 80-year-olds. It's for people that have bad knees and they can't move around the court, right? But then I played with my dad and my sister and her boyfriend on Father's Day, and we had a really great time bonding. And it was really good competitive spirit. I got my sister on my team, and she's usually very unathletic, but something about that night got her blood boiling, and she was playing really well, and we had a great time. And so I said, you know what? When I come back to Richmond... I'm going to try to play pickleball. And so I went out to Forest Hill, and I've been playing a lot, like two or three, sometimes four days a week. And I've gotten really into it. And, you know, I've I've had my bad days. One day my ankle popped. Um, 
been dealing with a shoulder injury. Feels like every time I stretch, it's not enough. My hamstring feels like it's torn apart after I play. But I've been playing a lot of pickle. And I told you guys that I was playing pickle not just to play. I'm playing to win. I'm playing to become the greatest pickleball player of all time. I'm not just in it for the exercise. I'm in it because I'm a competitor and I want to win. And so I told you guys, I want to go pro. I want to be a pro pickleball player. And, and how's that going for you? Well, I'm here to make an announcement. I will be playing in my first professional pickleball tournament on October 27th in Richmond, Virginia, the 2023 Pickle Boo. Pickle Boo. The Pickle Boo. Yes, the Pickle Boo uh, is at Pouncy Track, and I signed up. I am officially committed. I'm registered. I'll be playing in the tournament. Stub, you can come on out. You could, uh, you know, take some photos, do a little social media, get the audience a little different perspective, because I'm sure I'm going to come on air and talk about how great I was, but, you know, you could you can see for yourself. Can't miss Pickle Boo. Right? The Pickle Boo, October 29th at Pouncy Track. So when I registered, I was blown away. There's 457 people that are signed up. They're not going to just give me a participation trophy. I'm going to actually have to win this thing. Pickleball's hip these days. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's kind of what I didn't realize, right? I thought it was just old people out the court. I go to Forest Hill now. I've gone to Bryan Park. Uh, I've gone to several other spots. It's a lot of people in their 30s. It's hip. It's men and women, right? Yeah. People in their 40s as well. Now, I will say it's annoying because there's a lot of beginners, there's a lot of people mm. that are picking up the paddle for the first time, and I've played so much now that I'm 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 a little bit more advanced, right? So I've had times where I go play and I'm just spanking these these youngins here because they're trying to play for the first time, right? And I will say I do have an advantage because my tennis background with mm -hmm. my dad, we had a ping pong table in our house. We'd always go to the beach and play paddle ball, and to me, pickleball is a perfect combination of all three of those. I feel like I've found my sport. All right, are you, are you good? Like. Are there people on the courts beating you? Are you are you wiping well, the whole? I told you, you know, last week before I had my scooter incident and <laughs> fell, I was wiping the courts down. I was beating everyone. That's why it was so embarrassing that I fell off the scooter. Right. So yesterday went to play pickleball again. Got back on the scooter. Right. Got back on the mm -hmm. horse. Right. The bird rode it back uh, to Bryan Park and met up with the same people. And immediately I was so embarrassed. They were like. Oh, hey, what happened? What happened when when you fell? <laughs> I said, well, the the wheel turned over. It wasn't my fault. I got right back on it, and they were like, well, "Did you go to the doctor?" No, I didn't go to the doctor. I got one little cut on my wrist and another on my elbow. I'll be all right. And they were like, "Oh no, we were so worried because it was on concrete, and I thought you might have hit your head." I'm like, "Relax, all right." And then I went on to smoke their asses again. All right. I am pretty good at pickleball. The people of pickleball care. But the craziest thing happened on my way to pickleball yesterday, all right? So I, I, I'm birding, scootering from Scott's Edition to Bryan Park. So you kind of have to go through uh, the streets a little there. You go past the Diamond. Um, I think you're on Hermitage Road at one point, And then uh, you get past a lot of these fancy houses. And I always am driving, on my, riding my scooter, and I'm kind of stopping to look at these fancy houses oh, yeah. near Bird, uh, Brian Park and all these great spots. And something caught my eye that I had to stop my Bird scooter. I could not believe it. All right. Stubb, what, what date is Thanksgiving this year? Oh, I, I have no idea. I think it's November 23rd. All right. Okay. So we're a month and 10 days away from month Thanksgiving. And, and everyone does their own thing for Thanksgiving. Most people... Most people eat a turkey. Some some 
Say they love ham. Like, have you heard that before? Like a good honey That's ham. That's for Christmas. On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. I've heard that before. I've heard people that like a turducken, right? They want all the combination yeah, yeah, yeah. together for Thanksgiving. All that's fine. But I went past one house that was unbelievable. More, probably top 10 richest people in Richmond. Okay. I could not believe what I saw in their front yard. It was a wild turkey. <laughs> It, I and I had to stop and Google what a turkey looked like because I said that thing's not a regular bird. Was it was it locked up or free roam? It was free roaming around, <laughs> eating bugs off the ground. It had the giant red neck and the red face. I was like, that's an actual wild turkey. These people have a turkey. They're letting it roam around their front yard and then they're gonna kill it and eat it on Thanksgiving. I guarantee that. Like like it was fenced in. No! No, no! I was in the middle of the road, so, and the turkey, I, I almost ran into the turkey. It was, it was just five a, feet to the a, right of a me. wild Richmond turkey. It was under a bush, and it was like reaching in, probably <laughs> eating worms, and then he started blah, 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 flopping around. I, I could not believe it was the craziest thing I've ever seen riding on Richmond. I'm talking about a wild turkey. How, it, they must have it for Thanksgiving, right? Nobody has a turkey as a pet. I, if, it's, if it wasn't fenced in, I'm, I'm thinking it was... Just from the woods. You think it was just like it must have wandered in. Wandered into that. Surely they wouldn't just leave it out on the lawn with no fence if it's theirs. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it had a. Maybe they had a tracking system in the turkey's neck. You think it was invisible fence? Yeah, maybe it was on an invisible (laughs) fence, and if you know, if it tries to bark, I I could not believe it. I literally, I'm on the scooter, full stop, all brakes locked in, and I'm like, that's that's a turkey, like. I could not believe it. I thought it was like, I was like, is this like, is this a wild, a different type of bird? Is It's not a cardinal. You take you know, a pick? Wasn't a, no, no, I didn't take a pick because I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I should have taken a picture. You're right. That's on me. That's on me. You're going to have to believe me. I saw a wild <laughs> turkey on my way to Bryan Park. The craziest thing ever. I mean, so like, do you think that that's just what some wealthy people do? Is they just, they grab three or four turkeys. They let them run around the front yard and then, boom, you're chopping that thing up November 23rd. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that. I, I think that you just saw a turkey and it was on someone's lawn. <laughs> I don't think it's their pet. I mean, this house was so big. It was like they had one of those driveways. Like, you couldn't even see up to the house. Long driveway. Oh. Huge front yard. And I'm thinking they might have multiple wild turkeys. I, why would they have them so early? I don't know. That's a lot of upkeep for I, their well, like. Maybe they want them for to their eat. butlers. They want them to eat, you know, and get them real fed, and his belly will grow, and then it, it'll taste juicier. I'm not joking. It was a wild turkey in Richmond. Are there are wild turkeys a thing in Richmond? Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. I don't think so. I haven't seen any. No, it was I, I, wild. <laughs> It was, it was a full stop on my scooter. Could not believe it. I, I wanted to ask you, though. Yeah. I, I, have a, I had a hypothetical. Okay. You show up to this tournament. Yeah. You get your, your first seed, your first game. It's Z-Wad. Oh, no What way. do you do? Oh, no way. That that can't happen. He can't be what there. If, what if he's There's a pickleball no he's pro? a pickleball player. What if he's the best in Richmond? If, if, if it's actually him as, as my competitor, I'll, I'll lay my paddle down and I'll concede <laughs> defeat. I will concede defeat to Z-Wad. <laughs> If you're, just, if you're just tuning in right now and you don't know about Z-Wad, uh, I went to three different bars Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and he picked up the same girl that I was talking to on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The same guy. And that's why we named him Z-Wad. It's still the craziest thing ever. Like, I went to all different types of, of uh, spots in town, and he he's, was following me. He's after you. Yeah, And he, he heard right now that you're going to be at... They say... At, at, I know. 
Boo, pickle boo. Pickle boo. They say uh, radio listeners are crazy. <laughs> I guess uh, I've met one of them. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, and always available on the go on the Odyssey app, downloaded today for free. This Sunday, 1 p.m., Commanders at Falcons. We got you covered with a full pregame show, two hours, and a two-hour postgame show that I'll be a part of on Sunday, hopefully after a big win. But joining us right now, got a couple very special guests in studio, Jesse Smith, and he's brought his publicist with him, Megan Wilson, to promote the... Richmond Tattoo and Arts Festival. And Jesse, we met each other last year, and you were on Ink Master, and then they brought you back for All Star because you were such a fan favorite. So thanks for taking the time to come back in studio, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about this year's festival. I know it is the 35th year of the Richmond Tattoo and Art Festival. Yeah, so this is going to be our biggest year ever. Uh, the show's been going on for 35 years right here in Richmond, Virginia at the Doubletree Hotel on Southside Richmond, Midlothian. Um, and it's been one of the oldest tattoo conventions in the entire world. So back in 1988, all the tattoo artists in the world would come right here to Richmond. There was only like one or two tattoo conventions a year back then. And they would all come here to Richmond, tattoo a bunch of people, drop off a bunch of uh, great pieces, and then, of course, those circulated through Richmond and kind of built the foundation of what we have today. And what is your history as a tattoo designer? So I've been tattooing for 25 years. Uh, I started uh, tattooing in 1998. Uh, I was tattooing out the house with a little ghetto gun. Uh, mm. I was in the military at the time, so I tattooed a lot of military folks. And then uh, moved up to Richmond to go to VCU, uh, continued tattooing. And then when I graduated, you know, the rest is history, so. Absolutely, and, and Richmond just has an incredible tattoo scene. Like, I, I went to VCU, I'm an alum, and I, I'm like one of the only guys that graduated without getting a tattoo. All my friends, you know, they'd go, you know, Lucky 13, they'd get a tattoo on Friday the 13th, or just get something small on their ankle or something like that. Why is it that Richmond has such a big, you know, tattoo scene? I think the the history of the, the tattoo convention is a, a very important part of that, because like I said, back then, uh, 1988, you're bringing in the best of the best in the entire world. Uh, tattoo artists in the entire world are all coming here to Richmond. Some of them actually would stay and work at some of the local tattoo shops for stints at a time. You know, they're dropping off these really awesome tattoos. Those tattoos are circulating through Richmond. They're going into other tattoo shops, inspiring the tattoo artists to do better tattoos. So I just think, I honestly think the tattoo convention is one of the reasons why we have such a thick tattoo scene. So it's October 20th to 22nd. And what's the location again? Yeah, so this is a double tree by Hilton uh, right off of Midlothian. It used to be called the Coger Center. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a week from today. Celebrating the 35th year of the Richmond Tattoo and Arts Festival, October 20th to 22nd. You were telling me it's going to be the biggest event you've ever thrown. There'll be 150 or more tattoo artists tattooing live at the event, along with about 50 vendors. There's going to be multiple TV celebrities from shows like Black Ink, Ink Master, LA Ink, and some of the big names, including Ryan Ashley. And, and Megan, you were telling me a little bit about Ryan Ashley and how she's so popular and there's going to be a meet and greet opportunity right too. Yeah, we're really excited. This is Ryan Ashley's only 
public event, only public appearance this year, and you can see her right in Richmond, Virginia. We're offering exclusive meet and greet opportunities, so you can go in and actually meet one-on-one with Ryan Ashley, and we've curated this beautiful room with, like, carpets and crushed velvet this so it's going to be very oh, Ryan Ashley experience mm-hmm. so you can add that on to your tickets which include weekend passes and other VIP perks what do you think has made her so popular uh, she's just got a very vibrant personality she is a, an amazing tattoo artist I mean it, she's very very good at communicating I mean I've known her for a while she actually taught a class back in 2019 at the Richmond convention and just the way that she communicates uh, what she's trying to say is very thorough you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And, Jesse, we always say radio is, is theater of the mind, right? Guys are driving around Richmond right now listening to 910 in their car. So explain so they can kind of get a picture in their head what it would be like to attend this year's festival. Yeah, so we've taken over the entire hotel. So right when you walk in through the front door, there's a bar. You're going to be able to hang out with all the local tattoo artists and the, the tattoo artists that are flying in. Some of the celebrities will be out there. Uh, you'll go up. We have, we've taken over the entire upstairs ballroom. So I think there's it's, a, it's the small of the two ballrooms. You're probably looking at about 60 tattoo artists up there and then about 120 tattoo artists in the downstairs ballroom. And then we've got a whole outdoor area where we're going to have a bunch of festivities. We've got a, uh, a little area for kids. So we'll have a bounce house and caricatures and face painting. Then we have an area for the live art for charity where we're going to have 10 artists painting live. Uh, and then we'll be auctioning those off uh, on the following week. And then part of those proceeds will go to the SPCA, which is our, our partner sponsor this year. Uh, also, if you come on Sunday, we're going to have what we're calling the Hollow Inc., uh, which is essentially uh, you can bring your animals, you can bring yourself dressed up uh, for Halloween. We have costume contests. Um, it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun Halloween-esque type things. Yeah, and I was reading about some of the entertainment that you're going to provide, including a karaoke competition. Yeah, so we, uh, me and Chris True, which is the MC of this event, uh, we actually came up with this thing called Karaoke Cage Match. And essentially it's karaoke uh, with a little extra uh, involved. We, uh, you know, kind of have shooting squirt guns at the contestants and slowing the songs down and speeding them up. And uh, this year we've got Chris Adler from Lamb of God will be uh, one of the judges. And then we've got a couple other uh, judges that'll be kind of like, you know, critiquing how well they did in those uh, situations. And I remember last year when you came in to promote the event, you were trying to get me to come out there. Unfortunately, I missed it because I went out of town. But you were saying you guys throw one of the best after parties. Yeah, so we've actually, <laughs> yeah, we have a, a VIP after party. It starts at 9 o'clock on Friday and Saturday, uh, and it goes until 2 a.m. We're going to have a burlesque performance in the event, <laughs> and then we'll also have live music and tons of beverages. Man, that sounds awesome, Megan. I mean, this just seems like the premier event in town, October 20th to 22nd. I'll be there. My friends will be there. I've roped in, like, all of my friends are either vendors at the festival, they're coming to the festival, and all the artists are just, like, the nicest, most happy-go-lucky people, and we... I've enjoyed so much over the years getting to know them all and creating memories, and that's really what the festival is all about. Are you tatted up? I have two tattoos. I was just telling Jesse. I've been working for him for about five years, and I haven't gotten a tattoo since because he <laughs> keeps me so busy. Um, so maybe this year the SPCA and River City Tattoo, they're going to have a flash um, flash sale that's going to benefit the nonprofit. So I was like, maybe I'll get a cute little 
splash art this year. Well, so. I, I love that you guys uh, work with the community. And so what are all the nonprofits that are helping out here? So this year, our official tattoo uh, festival partner is the Richmond SPCA. So we're supporting them in a wide variety of ways. Right now, we have a bar takeover. So it's seven different bars around the city, the Hoffheimer, uh, Neighbor, Bar West, Bingo, um, Get Tight Lounge and Brambley Park. They're all offering our branded cocktails and a dollar from every cocktail is going to support the SPCA. And of course, they're all showing off. We have really cool coasters at all the bars that are sort of great memorabilia to collect. Um, so that's just the start of it. So at the festival on Sunday, that Halloween theme day, a dollar from every ticket that day sold will benefit the Richmond SPCA. And of course, the live art for charity auction. Um, we have how many artists, Jesse? We've got 10 artists. Uh, 10 a couple of them are doing collaborations. So yeah. we'll have eight canvases for so auction. These are international and local artists. Jesse's handpicked them. They're the best of the best, just like Jesse. And these <laughs> um, these murals go for a pretty penny because they're really beautiful, one-of-a-kind pieces that you can watch being made right before you. And we'll be auctioning them off for the week after the event online. And those proceeds will also support the Richmond SPCA through the Giving Arts Foundation, which is Jesse's nonprofit, and we do all sorts of fun, good stuff there. So if my listeners want to find out more information and how to get tickets and stuff, where can they do that? RichmondTattooConvention.com, Richmond Tattoo Convention on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I believe. Are we anywhere else, Jesse? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, mean, I think uh, on, on Twitter it's Richmond Tat and the number two because we can only have so many. So. Correct. So I'm excited for the costume contest. And, and, you know, Stubb and I were talking about I get excited for Halloween. I love spooky season, going out and seeing all the costumes. I've already said this year I want to go as a pirate, right? It's, I think it's kind of relevant. Have you heard about the pirates taking over the San Francisco Bay? No. They, they're ruining people's lives. Stuff <laughs> is laughing about it in the background over there. Uh, but it's like pirates are, are disrupting boats and yachts in, in San Francisco off of the bay. So I want to go as a pirate. What do you think will be the most popular Halloween costume this year? Oh, man. I don't know. I, like, I, <laughs> I was thinking a lot of people are going to dress up as Taylor Swift. She's so relevant right now. Or Travis Kelsey. Something like that. What do you think? Uh, I I don't know. What do you think, Megan? <laughs> um, I do think that you'll see a lot of like Spice Girls because of the new Beckham special coming oh, yeah. out. That's all over Instagram right now. So I think you'll see a lot of David Beckham, Victoria Beckham, either spoofs or actually homages that's a good to call. that era. Yeah, that's a good call. I wonder if people still dress up as Stranger Things. Is that over with now? That's what I did last year. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I totally did it. <laughs> I was a cheerleader and my boyfriend was the... Um, the metal guy yeah, right. um, had the Hellfire Club shirt and stuff. Yeah. It was really fun. Well, so that's awesome. We're doing Tiger King, and I'm a, like, he's going to be Tiger King, and I'm going to be a tiger this year. So, oh man, <laughs> well, that's going to be a ton of fun. So, it is the 35th Richmond Tattoo and Arts Festival on October 20th to 22nd. Jesse, one more time, give the listeners a reason to come out. Yeah, the other really cool thing that I talked about earlier was the uh, kids' tattoo competition. So, the kids will be able to go to this place we call the Tiny Tat Shack. And they'll be able to draw on their parents or their friends or their siblings and then compete those designs in a little tattoo competition. Oh, so wow. I'm excited about that. So that should be really fun. Yeah, so you're making it fun for all ages this year, huh? Yeah, well, we try to every year. Every year we try to make a little area for the kids because we realize that, you know, that's the next generation coming into the, the tattoo art world. So, And then, uh, you know, we got Kevin Leroy from Black Ink. So I'm excited, super excited. This will be his first year here. Uh, he's tattooed like Mary J. Blige. Oh, uh, wow. Tattooed Keisha Cole. Uh, Madonna. So Who's the most famous person you've tatted? 
I mean, you know, I think uh, I, I tattooed this guy Shay from NERD. I don't know if you ever heard of that group. No. Uh, Nerd. It's Pharrell's group. Uh, okay. So Pharrell, uh, it's it's one of the guys in that group. I've tattooed Chris Adler from Lamb of God. Uh, I tattooed a couple guys from the that show Eight Mile with Eminem in it. So, yeah. yeah. A couple people here and there. Oh, that's very cool. Man, well, we appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. It is the Richmond Tattoo and Arts Festival, October 20th to 22nd. Here in Richmond. Thanks so much, man. Adam, thanks for having me, man. Yep. Talk to you guys again soon. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Call in right now to give us your score prediction for the Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons. 833-804-0910. 0910 8338040910 each week i guarantee that there's one nfl game that nfl fans across the country and in fact across the globe will enjoy viewing that is called awod certified game of the week this is awod certified game of the week Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown. Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. So what do I mean when I say meets the qualities of expectations of a football fan? I'm telling you, I'm picking a game that's going to be close. I'm talking about a game that's going to be down to the wire. Not a defensive battle that ends up 9-6. to six. No, we're talking about an absolute sh- 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 shootout. We're talking about a game where both quarterbacks are hot, thrown for 300 yards. There's multiple touchdowns scored each quarter. Uh, there's no big mistakes. There's no coaching uh, goofs. We're talking about a guaranteed game that football fans across the country will enjoy no matter if it's your team or not. And really, I don't think there's that many choices this week. Like, I look at the Monday Night Football game. That's decent. Cowboys against the Chargers. I think the Chargers will probably uh, lose that game at home to Dallas. Uh, They're coming off of a bad loss. They want revenge there. Um, So that's like a decent game. What I give out multiple two-star games, Stub, right? Like, I think I gave... The Colts-Jags, two stars. That's two three-and-two football teams battling against each other in Jacksonville. Jacksonville uh, looked hot over the last two weeks. The Colts surprised everyone to get to three to two. Now they have Jonathan Taylor coming back. Should be a, a pretty good battle there. Um, you've got the 49ers at 5-0 and traveling to face off against one of the top defenses in the NFL and maybe the best defensive player this season in Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. So Niners, even though they're 5-0, should have a close contest against the 2-2 two and two Browns. I think Bengals-Seahawks is going to be a thriller. Bengals trying to get back to the 500. Joe Burrow started looking good in the last few weeks. Seahawks on the road are undefeated this season. They're 3-1 and one, uh, on the year, and they're coming off of a bye week, so they've got some extra energy and juice. Geno Smith has looked pretty solid, and Pete Carroll just he, he keeps getting up there in age, and he keeps getting his team to play as a team and to play inspired football. But I'll tell you guys what the certified game of the week is, and that is the battle between the Detroit Lions and 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. AWOD certified game of the week is the 4-1 Lions undefeated on the road traveling to Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are 3-1 this season. So a battle of, of two teams that are uh, kind of above most people's expectations already this year. Mike Evans has come back this season and been great. Baker Mayfield uh, not making mistakes, you know, playing game manager football, but also having some game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. We're talking about a game that I think will have a lot of offense. The over-under is pretty low at 42.5. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover the three-point spread. I think they'll get the win money line as well, but I definitely think it goes over the 42.5. I'm expecting a ton of offense. The Lions have the top tight end right now in the NFL in Laporta, one of the best running backs in David Montgomery, who already has six touchdowns on the season. And the Bucks have a good offense and, and a solid defense as well. And Jared Goff does have three straight games with an interception, so I, I think he might throw a, a pick this week to maybe Devon White uh, or one of the other great linebackers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that's AWOD certified game of the week. Earlier today, I gave out my keys to victory for the Commanders. They got to win the turnover battle. They've got to limit the Falcons' rushing attack to 110 yards as a team, and that includes Tyler Algier and Brian Robinson Jr. So you got to win the foot turnover battle, got to limit the Falcons' rushing attack, and Terry McLaurin over 75 yards receiving. If they do all three of those things, I believe they will win the game. My final score prediction, look, the Falcons are only scoring 16 points per game. The Commanders have given up 32 Let's cut the difference. Say Falcons score 24. Give me a Commanders win 27-24. Go, Commanders, go. If they lose this week, you're going to hear a different AWOD on Monday. You guys know it always make or breaks my week. I'm such a diehard fan. I'm believing in this team. If they lose this weekend, it'll be the last time all year that I pick the Commanders to win, and you can guarantee that. I'm Adam Epstein. You've been listening to AWOD Radio. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.